Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good morning. Drastic action. The Federal Reserve dramatically raising interest rates, attempting to wrestle inflation down from 40-year highs. Borrowing money now more expensive. The big question, will it work? It's overwhelming. Like, how much worse is it going to get? We've got the very latest on what it means for your retirement accounts, your credit card bills, and your mortgage. Scorcher, triple-digit temperatures, tornadoes, and power outages impacting tens of millions of Americans this morning. And that severe weather having an effect on the nation's baby formula crisis. A Michigan plant hit by storms forced to pause production. Al is tracking it all and when we can expect some relief. Focus on Pence, the January 6th committee set to hold another hearing today with a spotlight on President Trump's attempts to get Vice President Mike Pence to help overturn the 2020 election. Donald Trump started to focus his attention on January 6th and Mike Pence and wanted him to violate the Constitution. We will hear from one of the leaders of today's hearings in an exclusive interview. Breaking overnight, missing families of two U.S. veterans fighting in Ukraine, desperate for answers this morning after losing touch with them. He uh, said that there had been a mission and that it had gone bad. We'll have the very latest from the front lines and the search to find them. Washout roads, homes and buildings swept away in Montana as floodwaters reach the state's largest city and residents take stock of staggering damage. Yellowstone National Park in danger of being closed all summer long. We'll take you there live. Those stories plus to the rescue, the teenager who jumped into action and into the water after a young driver accidentally plunges into the bay. If he wasn't there, who knows where we'd be standing right now. We will hear from the hero himself today, Thursday, June 16th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And welcome to today. So happy you're joining us, guys. It is a Thursday morning. Good to see everybody. And we will begin with that rate hike. By now, we've seen all the headlines. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates three quarters of a percentage point, the biggest jump since 1994, and they're likely to do it again. But what does it actually mean? Well, think higher mortgage rates, that's for sure. Credit card payments about to go up, and loans from cars to student loans could also be affected. Meantime, there is some positive news to come from this. Wall Street did bounce back after losing this week. The Dow up 300 points yesterday. But there are concerns that this morning's gains will not last. The question everyone is asking, will this all work? We've got it all covered this morning, starting with NBC's Tom Costello. Hey, Tom, good morning. 
Hoda, good morning. 7 a.m. on the West Coast, and the stock markets are sliding down more than 2%. You know, the Fed is walking a tightrope here. It needs to hit the brakes on inflation without crashing the economy. You know, we've all seen very low interest rates for years now. Interest rates are now coming back to where they normally are, but will higher borrowing costs actually cost the stock market and the economy to sink? From credit card charges to new mortgages to home improvement loans, Americans are about to pay even more. The Federal Reserve, charged with keeping employment high and inflation low, pulled out a sledgehammer Wednesday, coming down hard on skyrocketing inflation, hiking interest rates by three-quarters of a point, the most since 1994. The Fed's key interest rate, which consumer loans are built on top of, now runs at about 1.75% and likely to rise to 3% this year, with the Fed promising more rate hikes to come. The current picture is plain to see. The labor market is extremely tight and inflation is much too high. The last time inflation was this high, 1981. And the shuttle has cleared the tower. NASA launched the first space shuttle mission. Ronald Reagan was president. And Raiders of the Lost Ark was number one at the box office. Prices up more than 10% that year. Today, they're up almost 9%. Gas, food, shelter, clothing, everything. At a food bank in Oakland, California, Jessely Arias says even the basics are suddenly out of reach. Like, we're already spending like $300, $400 extra a month than what we used to before. It's overwhelming. Like, how much worse is it going to get? While in Kansas, farmer Dan Kirchin says even a good crop yield won't offset diesel prices that have doubled. Fertilizers and fuel, it was just the other day, we put uh, uh, how many thousand gallons of fuel a day in those two combines just because uh, that's what it takes now and it's so expensive. With the Fed taking decisive action, Wall Street snapped a five-day losing streak on Wednesday. The Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P all higher. But Chairman Powell also warns unemployment will likely rise as the economy starts to cool. We at the Fed will do everything we can to achieve our maximum employment and price stability goals. We've already seen the impact of this. Mortgage applications dropped by half last week. And that's because interest rates have been ticking up all year as the Fed was expected to raise rates and then did. And we're going to see rates continue to move high. Adjustable rate mortgages, credit cards, for example, home equity lines, all of those will continue to move higher in the coming weeks. Lock in your rate now if you can. Pay off your credit card balances now. Savannah, back to you. Yeah, it seems they're only going one way, Tom. Thank you. Melissa Lee is the anchor of CNBC's Fast Money and joins us now. Hi, Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. First, let's just take a step back because I'm sure there are folks out there saying, wait, inflation is a problem, so the Fed just made other things more expensive. Explain <laughs> how raising the prices sure. via interest rates hopefully cools down the economy and tamps down the inflation problem. Think about it as putting a little bit of grit into the wheels of the economy. You want to slow things down just enough to slow demand down and then bring prices down. What the Fed wants to achieve is what's called price stability. Think about a dollar that you have today. People and businesses need to know what that dollar will buy in the future. If you have no idea, if you think prices are going to be 35% higher in a year, which is what exactly what we saw with energy prices, they're up 35% in one year, then you have no idea. You can't make decisions. 
So that is paralyzing to the economy. So it's a real trade-off. So if people continue to have high demand and are continually willing to pay these higher prices, that shoots inflation up. So the Fed is trying to make things more expensive so people stop spending, essentially? Exactly. So it, it slows down the cost of money. So if you can't borrow as much money, you might not buy that house. It cools the housing market down. If you, if you have to pay a higher rate on your credit card, you might not make that purchase. And that slows things down just enough. The hope is, is that the economy going into this tightening cycle, as it's known, is strong enough that we have low unemployment right now. Balance sheets, when it comes to people, individuals, and businesses, they are strong. We saved during the pandemic. So we're in a very good place to weather this. If you're going to do it. But, I mean, there, as Tom just reported, it's a sledgehammer. This is a very blunt tool. It is not surgical. So the fear is you raise these interest rates, do you crash the economy into recession? There are real concerns, right, that there's going to be a recession or that a lot of the components of inflation the Fed has no control over. Russia, Ukraine made energy prices even worse, food prices even worse. And so we might be in a situation scenario where you have slower growth and also still high inflation. That's known as stagflation, another terrible scenario for the economy. I know. I don't like when you throw those 80s economic terms at me. Nobody wants those. But thank you, Melissa. I appreciate it. Yeah. Nice to have you here with us. All right. Another big story we're following this morning, the scorching temperatures across, across much of the country. Tens of millions of Americans under a heat advisory watch or warning. We've got it all covered, including a look at that historic flooding in Yellowstone. We're going to start with NBC's Morgan Chesky, who's in Dallas, Texas, for us this morning. Hey, Morgan, good morning. Hoda, good morning. 80 degrees in Dallas right now, but we are on pace to hit 100 degrees yet again. And if anyone is feeling the heat here, it's these firefighters who say compared to this time last year, they're now seeing more than triple the number of heat-related calls they're used to seeing. And with more triple digits on the way, the danger is real. This morning, the fight to stay cool, getting tougher nationwide. 62 million people from the Midwest down to Florida facing heat alerts with soaring temperatures. Extreme weather hitting Wisconsin overnight. This video capturing one of several reported tornadoes. The twisters knocking down power lines and treading trees. But this morning, no reported injuries. And bad weather even impacting the nation's baby formula crisis. Manufacturer Abbott, whose Sturgis, Michigan plant shutdown contributed to the shortages, now seeing the plant pause production on one formula after storms overnight. But in some areas, the fight against excessive heat just as urgent. In Chicago, cooling centers staying open all week long. An excessive heat warning hitting even harder in Ohio. Severe weather knocked out power to thousands, leaving utility workers racing to try and get air conditioners back on. It's that heat combined with humidity that in parts of the southeast could leave temperatures feeling hotter than 110 degrees. It may well be that the U.S. sees its warmest year on record. Climate scientist Zeke Hausfather says the potential record isn't far off, with the last eight years being the hottest recorded going back to 1880. It's really climate change that's putting the weather on steroids that's making these sort of extreme events and extreme heat events specifically much more likely. In West Texas, water finally returning to the city of Odessa after an aging pipeline burst, leaving the city without clean drinking water for nearly two days in triple-digit temps. We are putting water back into the system and loading it up. A welcome sight with sunnier but hotter days ahead. And with this extreme heat really setting in, experts say it is more important than ever to stay out of the sun and heat if possible. Stay hydrated. Experts tell me that each year in the United States, more than 600 people die from heat-related deaths, and the majority of those are preventable. Hoda?
All right, Morgan, thank you so much. That brings us to Al. Mm -hmm. Just how hot it's yeah. going to be today. What's on your map? Well, here we go. Uh, we are talking about above average highs today uh, from, South, uh, from Southern California all the way to Maine. We are looking at warmer than average temperatures for almost 240 million people with that jet stream well up to the north. So for today, 66 million people under heat advisories, heat watches, heat warnings as well. It is going to feel like 106 today in St. Louis, Cincinnati, 103, Atlanta 102, Houston it's going to feel like 102, Oklahoma City triple digits that's what it's going to feel like. Same in Kansas City tomorrow to Charlotte, Jackson uh, we'll look for Montgomery, New Orleans, San Antonio all feeling like it's over 100. The good news is temperatures will start to cool as we get into the weekend throughout much of the country but still staying warm in the south. We've got another area of heavy showers and thunderstorms right now moving through the northeast. We are looking at a risk today from Buffalo all the way to down to Charleston, Columbia, Kansas City to St. Louis, 26 million people at risk for damaging hail, wind gusts, and tornadoes possible, especially in those enhanced areas. For tomorrow, we've got a risk for storm hazards of wind gusts, isolated hail, low tornado risk. But we are looking at wet weather through Friday from Burlington down to uh, Washington and out to St. Louis. So some dangerous weather over the next 24 hours, guys. Right. Now, thank, thank you so you. much. Uh, meantime, concerns growing this morning. Over two Americans who have been fighting alongside Ukraine soldiers. The two men now missing for a week and their families are worried that they may have been captured by Russian forces. NBC's Molly Hunter has the very latest from eastern Ukraine. Hey Molly, good morning. Hoda, good morning. That's right. Some very worried families this morning. All we know is that two families of American veterans, two American veterans who are fighting here in Ukraine near the eastern city of Kharkiv, these families say they have not heard from them since June 8th. This morning, the families of two U.S. veterans who volunteered to fight in Ukraine say they've both gone missing. 39-year-old Alabama native Alexander Druki was a former U.S. Army staff sergeant who served two tours in Iraq, according to his family. My son Alex is the most loyal American you will ever meet. The New York Times reports 27-year-old former Marine Andy Ty Nock Wynn, also from Alabama, is the second American missing, according to his family. Speaking to NBC News, Alexander Juki's mother said she got a call from one of her son's friends on June 13th. He uh, said that there had been a mission and that it had gone bad. And after 36 hours, everyone had come back except Alex and Care Bear. She says she last heard from her son on June 8th. He wrote and said, I'll be going dark tomorrow and possibly the next day. And I wrote back, stay safe and I love you. And he wrote back, I'm sorry, he wrote back, I love you too. And that's the last I heard from him. For Alexander's mom, she knew he was exactly where he wanted to be. If the worst were to happen, I would know that he felt fulfilled and um, that he was content with what he had done and accomplished. And he wasn't alone. According to Ukrainian authorities, volunteer fighters from more than 50 countries have signed up with the Foreign Legion here, including American Baby Doc, her code name, a 21-year-old from Utah who served four years as a Navy ship medic. She's been on the front lines for months near the eastern city of Kharkiv, which is where we catch up with her. What do you wish Americans knew about this war? That it's still happening. There's still a war going on here. Do you feel like the Ukrainians are winning? 
I do think that they are going to win this war. How much time are you willing to give? As much as I got. Okay. As much as they need. Now, of course, we are trying to find out any additional information here on the ground. We have asked the State Department, and they say they are monitoring closely due to privacy considerations, though. They say they can't comment any further, but they are aware of the unconfirmed reports. Hoda? I know you'll stay on that story. Molly, thank you so much. Breaking overnight, U.S. forces captured a senior ISIS leader during a raid in northern Syria. Military officials say Hani Ahmed al-Kurdi is an experienced bomb maker who became one of ISIS's senior leaders in Syria. Officials say nobody was injured during that operation. And they say although ISIS is not as strong as it once was, it remains a threat in that region. It is 7.15. Good time to say. Anytime's a good time to say good morning, Craig. <laughs> Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Hoda, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Let's turn to Washington for a moment here with the January 6th committee preparing for another hearing later today. This time, though, focusing on former Vice President Mike Pence and the pressure they say he faced to reject the election results. NBC's senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Hake spoke exclusively with one of the members leading today's hearing. Garrett, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. Look, today's hearing is all about what the committee describes as a last-ditch effort by President Trump to overturn the election results, pressuring his VP, Mike Pence, to do something that had never been done before and set aside the will of the people and the votes of the states and make Donald Trump the winner. But the committee intends to show today how a man who spent four years intensely loyal to Trump leaned on his faith and on the advice of his lawyers to stand up to him on January 6th. The January 6th committee unveiling new evidence this morning that they say shows Donald Trump's plot to pressure his vice president into joining an illegal scheme to throw out the 2020 election results and stay in power. If Mike Pence does the right thing, we win the election. This was a coordinated effort. Donald Trump started to focus his attention on January 6th and Mike Pence and wanted him to violate the Constitution. Congressman Pete Aguilar will present the committee's findings in this afternoon's hearing. As rioters broke into the Capitol, Pence was whisked off the Senate floor. Right up there in his ceremonial office, what's going on out here and what's happening in that room with the vice president? 2.13 p.m., they breached the building. Uh, at 2.24 p.m., the president puts out a tweet that Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what was necessary. And so we have the vice president one window pane away from the, from the mob here, and so that's when they knew it was time to evacuate. But the events of the six were only the end of a pressure campaign that began much earlier, with Pence consistently pushing back, according to testimony from his chief of staff, Mark Short, shared exclusively with NBC News by the committee. Was it your impression that the vice president had directly conveyed his position on these issues to the president, not just to the world through a dear colleague letter, but directly to President Trump? Many times. And had been consistent in conveying his position to the president? Very consistent. The committee also releasing this video of Georgia Congressman Barry Loudermilk conducting a tour for constituents of the then-closed Capitol complex on January 5th. The committee says the man seen taking pictures of a security checkpoint later recorded this video while marching on the Capitol. There's no escape, Pelosi. Loudermilk saying Capitol Police had determined there was nothing suspicious about the tour or the pictures taken. The committee will have two live witnesses expected to testify today. A retired conservative federal judge who advised Mike Pence and Pence's own counsel who was with him in the Capitol during the attack. Craig. 
Our senior Capitol Hill correspondent, Garrett Hakeforce. Garrett, thank you. Tune in for full coverage of today's hearing. It starts at 12.30 Eastern on NBC News Now and at 1 o'clock here on NBC. All right. It is time to check in with Mr. Roker. What hey, you guys. Got going? Well, way, it's, it's raining out here. It we got is a bunch raining. of ponchos. We, pardon? we got a bunch of ponchos out here. Oh, I thought you said, do you have nachos? Which would have been great. How great would nachos be? Come on. Oh, anyway, we do have some severe storms moving through. I'm telling you. Severe storms pushing through the northeast. Heavy rain later this afternoon. Been through the central plain. Sunshine and the heat continues down in Texas. A fire risk out to the west and a few showers moving into the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up, a state of emergency in Montana where devastating floods are closing one of the summer's most popular tourist destinations. Plus, how it's actually affecting the water supply for a major city. We'll have a live report from Yellowstone National Park. And then rent or buy. A look at the question that's not getting any easier to answer now that the Fed hiked interest rates. Vicki Wynn will break down the pros and the cons. But first, this is Today on NBC. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back 7.30 Thursday morning, 16th of June, 2022. That's a look at Yellowstone River in Montana. And, of course, we're going to get to the troubles those high waters are bringing to locals and tourists alike mm. in just a minute. Just historic mm -hmm. flood levels there. Mm -hmm. Let's get to your headlines at 7.30. Some big news this morning for parents with young children. An FDA advisory panel voted yesterday to recommend both Moderna and Pfizer COVID-19 vaccines for young children. Moderna's vaccine is for children ages six months to five years. Pfizer's is for children ages six months to four years. The FDA is expected to grant emergency use authorization in the coming days. Final decision, though, will be up to the CDC. All right. John Hinckley Jr., the man who shot and wounded President Reagan in 1981, is now completely free of court supervision. That ends four decades of oversight by legal and mental health professionals. A judge says Hinckley has shown no signs of active mental illness 
since the mid-80s and has not exhibited any violent behavior. Hinckley spent nearly 30 years at a mental hospital and was released in 2016. We have an important recall to tell you about this morning. Ford is recalling nearly 3 million vehicles over a problem that can result in a vehicle rolling even if the car is in park. The recall affects several models, including the Escape, Fusion, Edge, and others. There have been four reports of injuries because of the issue. The automaker plans to contact owners by the end of the month, and you can learn a little bit more about the recall itself by going to our website, today.com. Okay, now to that state of emergency in Montana this morning. As mentioned, Yellowstone National Park closed once again. The roads leading into that popular tourist destination just destroyed. Rising waters from catastrophic flooding, washing away homes, thousands of rescues already taking place. And now, word that it could affect the water supply of a major city. NBC National Correspondent Miguel Almaguer is there with the very latest. Miguel, good morning. Savannah, good morning. The floodwaters are finally starting to recede, but over the last 24 hours, we've been watching debris flow on this river downstream. The damage out here is widespread, including on the roads leading in to Yellowstone. From the air, the scope of the damage becomes clear. Chocolate brown water still flowing through homes, ranches, businesses, and farmland. In the afternoon, it started rising even more, and we had to move everything to high ground. Floodwaters now reaching Billings, Montana's largest city. After forcing the evacuation of thousands from Yellowstone National Park. Whoa. As boulders tumble down mountains. Extreme flooding threatening to alter the spectacular scenery of Yellowstone a national treasure known for its geysers, mountain meadows, and majestic animal species. While so many human lives have been disrupted, Yellowstone officials hope wildlife has not. As of right now, we don't uh, think the animals are being largely affected except there's no visitors, at least currently, uh, watching them. Park supervisors say it's still too early to assess the damage to infrastructure, but this year's tourist season will be severely impacted. While northern entrances are expected to remain closed all summer, it's hoped the southern loop section of the park, which includes Old Faithful, could reopen within weeks. However, park officials say the number of visitors could be limited to avoid overcrowding. One thing that we definitely know is that half the park cannot support all of the visitation. So we are exploring a range of options. But the communities surrounding the park, which have been hit hardest by the floods, largely rely on tourism. And as the floodwaters recede, the cleanup begins. Neighbors helping one another with loss and muddy homes. We thought we had it, and then a bridge went out and it diverted the creek. And the water started rolling in the back, broke out a basement window, started filling up my basement, and then I quit. It's like the water won. An unstoppable force reshaping lives and iconic landscapes. Wow. Miguel, and in addition to all of that, it appears that floodwaters may have impacted some of the drinking water in a town. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, over in Billings, this, the largest city in the state of Montana, about three hours from here, floodwaters are currently threatening a water treatment plant. If floodwaters actually get into that treatment plant, it could shut down clean drinking water to that city of about 100,000 people. Right now, they have water for another day, day and a half. It's just another example of how widespread the problem is here. Hoda, back to you. It is. All right, Miguel Almaguer, thank you, Miguel.
Up next, to rent or to buy? That is the new question. With interest rates rising dramatically, how to figure out the best path for your financial future. Our Vicki Wynn is here with everything you need to know about home ownership. And then at Beehive Assemble, uh -oh. Beyonce just <laughs> revealed the title and release date for her new project, the long-anticipated follow-up to Lemonade. The news that's got fans buzzing in the Beehive this morning <laughs> after these messages. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Back now, coming up on 740 with our series Priced Out. And this morning, we're taking a close look at the impact of those newly raised interest rates. Uh, the Federal Reserve announcing yesterday there could be more rate hikes to come, and that means the cost of loans, especially home mortgages, will go up. So it begs the question, what does that mean for potential home buyers? NBC senior consumer investigative correspondent Vicki Wynn is here to help break down what's become quite the ongoing debate. Should you rent or should you buy, Vic? Hey, good morning to you. Well, mortgage interest rates have nearly doubled this year, but in some cities, the real estate market is still red hot. Frustrated home buyers are getting sidelined. This morning, the questions to ask to help you decide if you should get on the path to home ownership or press pause. From Wall Street to Main Street, all eyes are on the Federal Reserve. Just about everything we buy on credit will get more expensive. As promised, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to tame inflation. But that's only inflaming the hearts of would-be home buyers. Average 30-year mortgage interest rates now top 5%. That's up from less than 3% a year ago. Meanwhile, home prices continue their meteoric rise, with the median home price nearly $430,000 last quarter. I was actually considering just getting a cute little single-family starter home. Demila Epps is a 24-year-old nurse in Atlanta who has been looking to buy a home. I kind of put myself into a situation where do I want to buy a house? Or do I want to just continue renting? That decision made even tougher because the cost of rent is also going up. Nationwide, one and two bedroom apartments up more than 25% from a year ago. Demila's rent for her one bedroom apartment in Atlanta increased from $1,475 a month to $2,055. A $600 increase, I just couldn't do that. That's why I put myself into, okay, let me just think about getting a house. She saved up enough for a 3.5% down payment, about $15,000, but she says she kept getting outbid. So Demila put a pause on her home search. So Demila, I want to bring in Winnie's son. She's a financial advisor who's been listening in with us as you've explained your situation. Hey, Winnie. Hello. Thank you for having me. So Winnie, what's Demila doing right? 
the first foremost, I love the fact that Demila is comfortable talking about her finances. The other thing is she's really focused on what she can afford and not going beyond her budget. She says Demila was smart to pause her home search and you should only buy if you have a 20% down payment plus an additional 6% for closing costs. You plan on staying in the same home for at least five years and you have about six months pay in savings for emergency repairs. Those are steep entries for ownership, but she says you can save money while renting. To do so, spend no more than 30% of your income on rent. Negotiate a longer lease, maybe two years instead of one, to lock in your rental rate. Get a roommate to offset increasing rents. And if you have a parking spot or space in a garage, rent it out for extra income. And reduce other major expenses like gas by carpooling, biking, using public transit, or downsizing your vehicle. You don't need that fancy car right now because our number one financial goal is to get you into the home that you really want. If you can afford the house of your dreams, don't let the rising rates scare you away. Right now, the interest rate, although a little bit higher than it was a few years ago, but it's still significantly lower than historical mortgage rates. Now, because housing is typically our highest monthly expense, financial experts say that buying can really help you control one of the biggest costs in your budget so that you're not at the whim of a landlord. Mm. But renting, don't forget, that gives you flexibility. And remember, you generally do not have to pay for repair. So there are benefits to that. Mm -hmm. So rent or buy is one big question. The other big question right now for a lot of folks is what kind of mortgage should I get? I mean, should you get an arm? Should you get a fixed rate? Yeah, those adjustable rate mortgages are bouncing back. They're actually, uh, they've doubled in size since the the beginning of the year. So those can work for buyers if you have a high risk tolerance and you also aren't planning to stay in one home for longer than that adjustable rate period. Winnie says that fixed rate mortgages, those are the ones she recommends to her clients because they are predictable and constant. So you really want to do your homework, talk yeah. to a bunch of lenders and understand what that rate can adjust to and if you could still afford it. I know. Oh, I, 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 I like those fixed rates. I'm a nervous Nelly. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Can you negotiate, <laughs> by the way, with some of these lenders? You, you can and okay. you can shop around and you should. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Vic. Thank you, Vic. Thank you. Let's get another check of the weather. Always fixed position yeah. over there. Well, that's right. Uh, although the weather isn't fixed, that's why I have a job, so we like that. Uh, lots of sunshine uh, stretching from the plains all the way down to Texas, where it's still going to be unbearably hot. Afternoon showers and heavy thunderstorms making their way through the mid-plains and severe storms moving through. We've got some right now in the northeast, then another round later this afternoon, and scattered showers throughout the Gulf Coast right on into Florida. And that is your latest weather. Guys? Al, thank you. Uh, did the Earth just experience a real-life close encounter. Oh. A new report says aliens aren't only out there, but they're phoning home. <laughs> they should have texted. <laughs> That's what you do. Have the details right after this. That was good. That was good. Carson yeah, joins that. us now. Guys, a new report out in China could be bringing us closer to answering that age-old question. Are we alone in the universe? Using the world's largest radio telescope, wow. researchers picked up what they are saying possible signs of life beyond Earth in the form of mysterious electromagnetic signals. They did not rule out possible radio interference. They said it was unlike anything they'd seen before. Mm. When it comes, as of course we were telling you earlier this week, NASA's looking into the possibility of extraterrestrial civilizations after it launched an investigation to UFOs just last week. Do we, are we alone in the universe? No, Just absolutely, no. no absolutely no. not. No, no. But no. I, don't, I, don't, be. I don't think they're little green men, though. But I, I hope not. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think? I don't know. 
I think they're just avoiding us. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that 60 Minutes where all oh, the, yeah. Yeah. When the, the fighter pilot When the fighter pilot said they saw something that was weird, that's when I was in. Yeah. yeah. Like, I said that was it. Oh, by, scientific, by scientific measures, we'd be very naive to think that we're yeah. wrong. Of yeah. course. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why don't we do what they do in Close Encounters? Why don't we get the world's biggest speaker yeah. Yeah. and point it towards <laughs> the galaxies right. and play, like, the well, new Beyonce's Harry, new album. Play Beyonce's or Harry Styles, <laughs> yes. as it was, really yeah. loud to the galaxy, yeah. and see if it comes back. I know, because I think that like, we're listening to it, too. That's we come good. in peace. Yeah. <laughs> By the time they get it, it'll be oldies. Yeah, exactly. no, that's right. Um, that's a good point. That's... That was so meteorological of you. I love that. Wow. Okay. All right, coming up. Uh, I had a chance to sit down with one of golf's brightest young stars, Justin Thomas, and not only Justin, but his dad, Mike, his longtime swing coach. My son was there. Big Father's Day special thing. Great bonding time. We'll have oh, that for you coming up. Looking forward to it. Then the classic rom-com Father of the Bride back with a whole new spin. Gloria Stefan, Andy Garcia, the bride's parents, and they'll be right here. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 